my closest friends are Laotian, Filipino, Latina, Black. Like those are more of my closest friends are. And so I was like, I wanted it to be, I felt like there was a lot of podcasts that were very Latino centric or Latinx centric. There was a lot of Black centric ones. I haven't really seen a lot of Asian centric ones, but I'm sure there are out there. But I didn't really find any that brought them all together. And I wanted to be that voice. Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherline. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. Thank you so much for joining me on Chatting Over Chowder. The people who do not know, I am Bethany. I usually have a co-host, Sherline, on here. She is having a fur baby emergency. Oh, so no. she, Yeah. So she's very sorry she was unable to be here. She was trying to. She was like, I'll just sit outside of the vet. And I can, and we can record this way. And I was like, no, we cannot. <laughs> And you know what? When you have a fur, I have a fur baby. So when you have a fur baby, you got to just, just focus on that. It's totally fine. Yeah. And that's what I told her. I'm like, let me know what's happening. I'm sure like, and they were talking about taking x-rays and stuff. I said, you don't want to, you don't want to do this. Just call me. So that is why she is not here today. She's super bummed because she wanted to talk to you. But we, myself and Caroline are the team behind Crackers and Soup, which is a podcast production company. Today we have Jessica Yanas Perez from Wine and Cheesemate, and we're so excited to have you. And you have Thank to look you. at the video because it's all about curly hand love right now. Oh yeah, Ooh. yes it is, yes it is. You got like I said, I watched just I was like, what time do I do? And so I got up early so I can have wash day. I got plans today, so I was like, might as well start looking good in the morning. So my so I'm trying to think. I did my wash and go on. So, which is so misleading. I wash my hair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, we need to stop saying wash and go. (laughs) It's, who came up with that? I mean, we say wash and go, but it's not wash and go. It's wash and go like an hour or two later. (laughs) It's wash 15 steps and then go. Yes. Like, just please. Can we say wash dot, 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 dot and go? There you go. That's what it needs to be. That's what it needs to be. Um, on Saturday and then, and today is Wednesday and I'm like, I, it can last until Saturday because it is funny because I was listening to your podcast again, Wine and Cheese May, and you were talking to one of your guests about how you only wash your hair once a week and people are like shocked about that. But those are people who are not melanin or have any drop of color in them. Because our hair and the oil in our hair is a lot different from Caucasian or European hair. No, even when they do have curly hair, Mm -hmm. it's different. My mom, she has, well, before she, she's battled cancer and she lost her hair and it grew back. So it's different. The texture is different now. But prior to that, she didn't have curly hair, but she had very... Like her hair was very textured and thick and coarse. So no joke growing up, anytime Oprah would change her hair, I'm like, you need to change your hair like that. That's, and she would, it would look good because she has like the hair, she had the hair to do it, but she didn't have curly hair. So she didn't know what to do with my hair growing up. 
and my sisters don't have curly hair. Some of my cousins do. Girl, I could show you a picture. Let me pull out a picture so I could show you on here of my uncles because people are like, where did you get curly hair? And my, my Theo straight up had froze like major, major, major. I think I have the picture. I don't know. I'll have to find it because people are like, where did this come from? I'm like, let me show you where this came from. Oh, here it is. Okay. Let me show a couple of my uncles on. on it. So let's see. Can you see it? Yeah. That hair is popping. Yeah. It's down to their shoulders. Yeah. And up to how, and how big? <laughs> I would say it's, I would say it's like three to four inches high. Yeah. But it is so, it is so maintained. It's maintained so well. So that's, that's where I come from. That's my, <laughs> so it's so funny that you say that because my mom, my mother's black, my father is black, but my father was Cape Verdean. So that's why like, I'm light skin. We, I, at least in every, <laughs> on my father's side of the family, there's one person who's light skin with, with like crazy curly hair. And that just happened to be me. Like and everybody is so weird. He had like 12 brothers and sisters in every, <laughs> family there's one thing i got that i love that and within the latino community we come in every color right Mm -hmm. we you have people that are like legit look like white people blonde Mm -hmm. hair blue eyes all of that red hair red hair and freckles yeah Mm -hmm. you have afro latinos you know who people look at and they're like oh you're latino yes they're freaking latino like chill out we have everybody (laughs) And I feel like I am a light complected Latina, but I feel like everybody looks at me and they know I don't ever get like, oh, are you white? I always get, are you Puerto Rican? People always think I'm Puerto Rican before anything else. And in high school, my friends, because I was always a child, like the people I always hung out with were other um, people coming from communities of color. That's just always where I felt at home. And I remember I went to school and this girl, Cookie, would always make food every day. She's like, I need to figure out where you're from. I'm like, I'm Mexican, Cookie. I'm Mexican. Nah, girl, with that curly hair and that big ass, I know you got to have some black in you. But you do, though. So I tell Sherilyn all the time because she's Dominican. And I, and I tell her, I'm like, look, you're black. You just were a different stop on the boat, on the yeah. slave ship. Well, I did take my 23 and me, and it came out that I am 9% North African. And I was like, oh, actually, I think that was higher than I even thought. That I was like, all right, cool. Like, at least I know the lineage of where that comes from. Yes. But, I'm like, you know, you there's black we're a mix of everything. Colonization, you know, all of that stuff. We're a mix of everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when my when I was younger, there are so many pictures of... Because my mom, she worked full time. She didn't. She didn't have time to be messing with all this. She would shellack my hair, shellack it, and then have two tight braids. Ooh. And all and of my school pictures, all of my school pictures, I look pained. And people <laughs> were like, "What's the matter? The baby's not even like smiling in the school pictures." And I look back at them now and I was like, I was in pain. I was in pain. Look, I don't think people get it. Like, especially when I think it's particularly within black and Latino communities, 
Your mom does not care about your scalp. You have to be <laughs> tender-headed people do not survive in the minority community. No. If you are tender, I would cool my daughter's hair <laughs> and she would cry. And I would say to her, you don't even know how gentle I'm being with you because your Nana would smack me up inside the head and tell me I'm not hurting you. Yeah. Stop being a wimp. Stop being a baby. And Stop she was like, a baby. she's like, Nana would never say that because my mother is now. 79 now. Oh, girl, the East Coast is coming out. I hear it. I hear it. The East Coast is coming out. <laughs> so she's sweet and docile. And that's what my my kids know. I'm like, you don't know young Nana. Right. Who had no chill. And wait, why don't moms always forget all the shit that they did, right? I never did that. Like. I don't know what you're talking about. I never hit. No, you hit us. You made us go get, go get your grandpa's belt. They would make us go get what they would, what they're going to beat us with. I never, I will never forget. The worst beating of my life was when I ran from my father. <laughs> you can't run from dad. You can't run yeah, from dad. dad. It's worse. It, like the worst. And I had shorts on and I was hauling ass. And I ran to my bedroom, which I was like, where did I think he was going to find me? Hello? Right? Like, yeah, we, think, yeah. we think we're so smart. And we're like, I'm going to go to my bedroom. He'll never find me here. <laughs> and my husband and I, we've known each other since we were 13. So he'll say to my daughter, look, you don't know your Nana. I know your Nana. I know your Nana. Right? The stories that he has from when we were growing up. And he was at my house or like we'd be on the phone and things would pop off. He tells them now and the kids are like, what? That's real Nana. You got old tired Nana. I got young, young buck Nana. (laughs) I I, uh, don't have any kids, but my sister has four boys and my parents are so loving. I mean, they've always been just very loving and everything, but. They're brutal. Like, they did not mess around growing up. But, like, there was none of this being your friend. My mom straight up was like, I am not your friend. I am your mom. Do not treat, like, you want to treat me and no problem popping you in the mouth. Right? Like, no. And it's just, it cracks me up when I see, when I would see this change, even just from an outside perspective of, Oh my God, no, I don't do this. And I'm like, hitting your kid. Look, I don't have any kids, so don't come after me because I like, I'm gonna call CPS on you. Go ahead. I have no kids. Like, I'm like, I don't know what you're gonna do. (laughs) But sometimes, look, I know I needed a hit. Like, there, sometimes just talking to me was not gonna do it. I always talked my way out of trouble too. So talking to me, I would always turn it around. Maybe that's why I went into public relations. (laughs) Which is so funny because I tell my kids, look, we're we're friendly, but we're not your friends. There will be a time when we are friends. Yeah, now When you're older and established. I'm in my 40s and I'm like, I'm, but my parents are still my parents. But yes, I can like curse and drink in front of them now. Yeah, but it is still that parental fine line because I'm in my 40s as well where 
there are things that you can do, but you'd still never think of disrespecting them. Oh no. And I and I swear it's the generation in which we grew up. Because there are some things now that 20-year-olds will say to their parents, and I'm aghast. There were things when I grew up that I would hear my white friends say to their parents, and I'm like, like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm never going to see you again. Yeah. It was so nice knowing you because you thought that their, their parents were going to kill them. I thought we were going to be friends for a lifetime, but it looks like it ends here. <laughs> the journey is the journey has ended. So nice knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> May you rest in peace. Santa Maria! <laughs> you know what? That's why, like, sometimes, I, like, people just really, if you didn't grow up like that, and it's so hard for people to understand. Like, you know, within, I don't know if it's the entire Latino community or particularly within the Mexican community where we joke, you know what a chancla is? A chancla is like a flip flop. Oh yeah. When you hit, you get hit or you get, yeah. get it thrown at you. So we joke that it's like a boomerang. Like your mom will throw a chancla and you're like, how does she already have it back in her hand? What the hell? What's it? It's like. There are memes talking about the chancleta like being a boomerang and the chancleta. And it's like, seriously? So it's just so funny because if you don't know, you don't know, right? If, right. If you know, you know. And if you, and don't, no, you don't, there's no in between. People are like, oh my God, that's, that's abusive. That's. No. And, and look, I there, worked in the think- criminal justice system for 20 years. <laughs> I've seen abused children. Yeah. I've seen true abuse in every gamut of the word abuse. Your mom popping you on the butt is not abuse. Because you're acting a damn fool. And nothing else is working. Or taking everything away from you. Or, like, (laughs) no, I just, I just... How many times would my mom say, you better clean your room. Anything I'm finding on the floor. I'm throwing away. Yeah. And she would throw that shit away. She would time you. You have this much time to clean your room. I'm walking in there with the trash bag and whatever's on the floor, I'm throwing away. So you're just shoving everything into the closet. Underneath the bed. Underneath the bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real life. So let me read. So, so for the people who don't know who you are, <laughs> because it's forty minutes later, <laughs> and I've never introduced you. <laughs> so this is Jessica Yes Perez. She describes herself as a Latina fierce fighter. Really? What? No way. You would have never caught that, right? Never. <laughs> are those adjectives? Stop it. <laughs> San Diego native with a laugh as big as her hair. These are just a few words to describe the founder and host of the Wine and Cheese May podcast. But that's just the beginning. Jessica grew up in the suburbs of San Diego and has always had a curiosity for other people in their stories. As far back as she can remember, she could be the first to approach a new student at school, introduce herself, and want to know all about them. What sign are you? Scorpio. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I know. I'm not like <laughs> when it comes to the people thing. I'm not a typical Scorpio. That's what, comes, yeah. When it comes to everything else, I am. <laughs> you a cusp? No, I'm November 2nd. So I'm like right there. I'm That's right so in the middle. That's so interesting. 
Hmm, okay. So, <laughs> side note. So <laughs> she specifically created the podcast to amplify the voices of those from the BIPOC community to share their stories on career, love, life, and more. I was sipping on a glass of wine. She has had the opportunity to live across the southwestern United States and has worked for organizations as large as the North Texas Super Bowl host committee to start up nonprofits. But ultimately, there's no place like home for the San Diego girl, and she has found her happy place where it all began with her fur babies. Yes! <laughs> yes. So I love how you read that. Thank you. Thank you. How did you get into podcasting, and why did you choose Wine and Cheese May? And explain so, to people who don't know what Cheese May is. <laughs> yes. So the Wine and Cheese May podcast is Cheese May is gossip in Spanish. But the way I choose to use gossip is a little bit different. I kind of turned it on its side because normally people associate gossip with like, girl, look at that over there. Like, you know, you're talking shit on people. But for me, the way I wanted to choose gossip or chisme was people get the guests that come on, get to spill the chisme on themselves, right? Let me tell you about this and let me tell you about that. And I get to spill a little bit of chisme on me each episode. So it was kind of the third iteration of an idea that initially started with a YouTube page. I was talking to a friend one day and we were talking about dating and I've never been married. I don't have any kids. And dating for somebody who's never, for a Latina who's never been married and never has kids, never had kids and is in her forties is like you have some people like, you're a unicorn. Oh my gosh. And then you have, but then you have the reality of being on dating sites or whatever. And then you have men thinking they know, oh my gosh, she's Latina, she's Latina and she's never been married, doesn't have kids. Oh my gosh. She wants to settle down and have, calm yourself, please. You are not that great. Like chill out. Right. But there was, there's like this whole thing of dating that was always ignored within my age range. So. I wanted to start talking about it, start talking about the things that you experience at this age, because they're different than when you're in your 20s and even when you're in your 30s. So I was with a friend and we I had come up with this concept and I wanted to do it with a friend. And so we did a couple of episodes. Then she couldn't do like one recording and then she couldn't do another recording. And then I was like, damn, I if especially when you're doing it a video when you're relying on other people and they can't do it. And it wasn't like it was, we had guests at that point. It was literally just me and her. And I was like, nah, I think I'm going to put a kibosh on this and figure out what I want to do. And I knew I still wanted to do something. I just wasn't sure. Then I have friends who are podcasters. And I was like, maybe I need to, like, if I change it to an audio format, I feel like people are more comfortable with audio then with video, like, I don't care. To me, I'm like, whatever. I look good, whatever. No, <laughs> but I also thought, you know what? If I do it this way, I can really talk about whatever I want. I like having a different person all the time because I don't have to rely on one person. The only person I have to rely on is myself. So I decided I wanted to do a podcast and I wasn't sure what the name was. Initially, the name was going to be Amor con Labios, which is love with your lips, because love comes from the lips up top and the lips on the bottom. <laughs> I love you so much. So much love. <laughs> this is why we, totally got a, 
This is why we instantly got along on Instagram. It was just the vibe. We knew. We knew. Yes, we do have to get into that because it was a total, like, I totally slipped into your DMs and I was like, well, hello, Jessica. And I was like, hey. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I, so I was trying to figure it out, but I had gone to a, a conference in October. Was it October? I guess it was October of beginning of October 2019. And what somebody was asking me, she kept asking me like, Oh, what's your name? What's your Instagram name? Cause we were all tagging each other in all these photos. And she, I was already considering changing my Instagram name cause it was just my first initial part of my last name and my last initial. So it wasn't really anything memorable. Like it didn't mean anything to anybody except me. And so she was like, you know, can I say something? And I, you know, please don't think I'm trying to whatever. And I was like, yeah. And she said, have you thought about changing your Instagram name? Cause I, I keep forgetting it and it's not anything that like is memorable. And I said, Oh my gosh, you know what? I've been thinking about changing it. So no, I don't take any offense to it. You just confirmed like where I was already going. So we were sitting down for lunch, a bunch of us sitting down for lunch and my birthday is in November. They're asking, Oh, what are you going to do for your birthday? And I said, Oh, I'm just going to have like a wine and cheese man night. And one of the girls was like, and who loves puns and she's a very punny person. <laughs> she was like, bitch, you better change your Instagram name to that right now before I steal it. And I was like, you're right. Like that just encompasses who I am. I've had wine and cheese nights for as long as I can remember. Like literally 15 years ago, I could look on social media and see that I was like having wine and cheese nights. So I was like, all right, yeah. And there was already a, a wine and cheese me account that hadn't been, it hasn't been used in like a couple of years. So, but, so then I was like, but you know what? But I'm the wine and cheese me. So that's what I changed it to the wine and cheese me. And I'm still figuring out like this podcast thing. And I was like, I was walking with my friend Pam, who is the host of Cafe Con Pam podcast. And we were initially, it was like, it should have, should wine and cheese maybe like a segment? And it just kept hitting me. I'm like, no, I think I just need to name it that. So that's what I went with. And it, everybody, and when I started telling people, like, this is the name of the podcast, people would go crazy, like, oh my gosh, that's such a good name. That's so who you are. That's so perfect. And it allows me to talk about anything and everything that I want. One of the most important things to me was that it reflected who my friends are and who I grew up with. So to me, I was like, well, everybody I was mostly attracted to. And it's not like I don't have white friends. So don't come at me about that. I have white friends. But my closest friends come from communities of color. My closest friends are Laotian, Filipino, Latina, Black. Like those are more what my closest friends are. And so I was like, I wanted it to be, I felt like there was a lot of podcasts that were very Latino-centric or Latinx-centric. There was a lot of Black-centric ones. I haven't really seen a lot of Asian-centric ones, but I'm sure there are out there. But I didn't really find any that brought them all together. And I wanted to be that voice. I was like, you know what? There are so many stories of my friends that have really rad stories that need to be shared. I know that there's more stories across the country that are like that. 
So that's really what I focused on. I've had people approach me that wanted to sponsor the podcast and have their person interviewed. But I've had to say, no, I'm like, I'm sorry, you are a white, straight, cis male. And that's not who my audience is. And I appreciate you wanting to be part of it. You can still certainly sponsor the podcast. However, I cannot have you as a guest because and and I've done that from the very beginning, like a month in, I had somebody want to be a sponsor. And it would have been yeah, the money was nice, but I just didn't want to take my eye off the ball of what my goal was and who my audience is. So that's something that I've tried to be very, you know, I don't think I need to try and be aware of that because that's just who I am. And that's what I want. But it's awkward sometimes telling people no. In that sense, I'm like, sorry, no, you're white. You can't be on the podcast. But that's not, and, and I, uh, there's so many reasons why I gravitated towards you and I just immediately enjoyed you immensely. And number one, I listened to your podcast. And not only is it people telling their stories and their experiences, but it is really informative. Because you really dive into the wines that, that you're drinking or that you're consuming. And you can see how your podcast from the beginning has transitioned, which is a really beautiful thing to see and to experience as a listener. Yeah. And it go from two girlfriends discussing and just what's going on with their lives and chatting over wine to this really informative, in-depth wine experience and then having this conversation about life-changing moments for yeah. each of it and every one of your guests. So it's really, it's really beautiful to see that transition happen. Oh my gosh. But, I'm so, I'm so happy that you said that because I know I've seen it and I'm, I'm so happy like as a listener that you've heard that transition. That makes me so excited. You're welcome. And I love what you had said about <laughs> Sherline says all the time. She's like, Bethany is a boundaries bitch. <laughs> I love that. I need to be one. Yeah, but you are one. <laughs> Just in that determining who is going to be a sponsor, who is going to be a guest, you're going to welcome into your life and having those boundaries because you know who your audience is. You know who you want to involve in your art and involve in, in, into your craft. And I do that with everything. I do that with crackers and soup regarding who my clientele are go is going to be. I do that with who the guests are going to be on this podcast. I do that with who our sponsors are going to be. And I, I love me some white people. My best friends, like since I came out of the womb, white. I am down for whomever is down. For minorities. Thank you. Yes. Whomever is down for the LGBT community. If you can't ride or die with these people who have been suppressed for so long and not stand on a platform and say, everybody, if you are exhaling air, should have the same rights as everybody else without a blink of an eye. Girl, let me give you the snaps without snapping and ruining your audio. <laughs> like, if you can't do that, I can't hang with you. Absolutely agree. Because there's so many people that do, that do want to be allies and that do, because even as a Latina, 
it's my responsibility to be an ally to other communities as well. It's not just, oh, I'm a Latina. So no, 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 that's not how it works. I don't want to be somebody's teacher in regards to what the Latino experience is. So I cannot expect somebody else to be my teacher. To have conversations is one thing in which I'm so fortunate that I have so many amazing friends that we've been having these conversations for years. So I am not uncomfortable with those conversations. I'm not uncomfortable to ask like, hey, so what do you think of this? Or how does that make you feel? Or Because these are been part of the conversations of my friendships for a very, very, very long time. But it's my responsibility if I want to learn something and without having my friends be my teacher, it's my responsibility to seek out that knowledge. And so if you're not willing to do that and are relying on me, I'm, girl, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Yes. I need to be your teacher. Yes. And not only I'm not willing to be your teacher, but don't step to me with how do I learn more about this? Step to me with, this is what I learned. Can we have a discussion about this? Is this your experience? From the Black community, I've heard, you're not Black enough. From the white community, I heard, you're not white. From the Hispanic community, I've heard, what do you mean you're not Spanish? So I... Hey, mommy, que paso? No, que paso? You could totally pass for, like, Dominican. Totally. Yes, yes. Like, I had, like, my entire high school life... I, Mia, Mira Benaki. No, no, no. <laughs> I need gra. I need gra. <laughs> so, so I can't, I can't. The slur. So for a hot second, I didn't know what community I belonged in. And in my city, there was a large Hispanic and large Caucasian population. Mm -hmm. There isn't really a large black community in, in the city in which I live. And I live 40 minutes north of Boston. So as I went to college where it was, I went to college in New Hampshire and it was a predominantly white college. The minorities truly. Are there any? people of color in New Hampshire. <laughs> well, we actually like rallied together because there were so few of us. Yeah. And that's where like I really had my first black friends experience. And I was like, oh, you you understand the struggles with you have to find each other and connect. Like, yes. even if there's five of you in the state, you're those are the people you got to find. Yes, and it's such a a beautiful experience. When you don't have to explain your experience to somebody. That is so freeing. Just to have somebody understand you with just a look and a glance. <laughs> just we're that looking look. Glancing. By the way, we're looking at glancing. Just that look <laughs> of that. Or like you have an experience in a store and all of a sudden and you look at your girl across the across the store where you'd be like, and they'd be like. And then you walk, yeah, you be like, oh, it's time for us to go because things are a little hinky here. Yeah. No. And but then there's something about even within other communities of color that you're able to kind of do that, right? Because I could look at, you know, you look at somebody and if they're having that look and you just know, depend like who they're talking to, you can see. I've done that before where 
I saw this girl and I don't know. Now I know what happened because she told me right afterwards, but I didn't know what was happening. And she was talking to this man and he like his body language was like he was not trying to be aggressive, but her body language was like, this man is scaring me. And so I was like, hey, girl, what's up? Like, oh, my gosh, did you see that? Da, 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 da. And she's like, oh, yeah. Blah. And afterwards, she was like, oh, my gosh, thank you. This man was just talking to her. She goes, dude, I don't know who this person. Maybe she didn't say, dude, I'm the dude person. <laughs> she's just like, this man just started coming, like, wanted to touch my hair, wanted to touch. like, And I was like, who does that? Like, why would you? He was. I don't know. I don't, he was like obsessed with, uh, with black women or something. And he found her, she was beautiful, right? She's a beautiful woman. And he was just like, try, I guess he was trying to hit on her, but it was very awkward. It was very, and he wasn't allowing, really giving her an opportunity to leave anyone. And she was just trying to be safe as well. Like not just turn her back because she just didn't feel like, I don't know what this guy's going to do. So she just, we just happened to catch eyes and it was that thing and, you know, that little like open wide nothing. And I was like, mm, okay, let me go over there. And I was just like, dude, what is wrong with people? I don't get that. Right. I don't understand why. First of all, don't touch my fucking hair, but that's okay. Don't- like, that goes back to his- no, no. But that goes back to historical. No need for permission. Yes, because in history, in slave times, black women and men would stand up, and white men would be able to caress them, touch them. They oh, couldn't say anything. It, it it truly is cringeworthy. Yeah. And they would, they would look at their butt and they would be standing there naked and they would look at their bodies to see if they were able to produce more slave offsprings for them. Where they would or, work, right? Are or they, if they would be able to work hard. This, yeah. Where oh. they, where would they be, be placed if they'd be placed in the house? But there was no, there was no permission given. And wasn't it also proximity to whiteness if you were in the house or not? Correct. Correct. It would be the, the color of your skin. If you were light skinned, you were more known to be working in the household. And if you were dark complexion, you'd be out in the field more. So it, it was all of these allowances. So gross. Historically, that men were able, white men were able to perpetrate upon minorities. So even now, it's still so ingrained in our society that if, cause I know, you know, how many times have people said, Oh my God. And just automatically reached out and touched you and be like, you're invading my space. How would you feel if somebody, a stranger wanted to, t- yeah, and I you, you want to like, get hit. That's what you want to do. You yes. want to get hit. If you were, if you don't know me and are coming at like, did you, okay. I'm not somebody. Okay. We're talking, we were talking about trash TV earlier. And I'm not somebody who normally would watch The Bachelor. I would watch Bachelor in Paradise and I liked it just because I don't know who anybody is. And I'm like, oh, I don't know who anybody is. I come in with fresh eyes and then I don't continue to watch the season. I've only watched three seasons ever. I watched Nick Vial season because he was on Bachelor in Paradise and I really liked him. 
And so I watched. Then he had Rachel Lindsay on his season, who was the first black bachelorette. And she's from Dallas and I lived in Dallas and we actually have mutual friends. So I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that one, which I really liked. And I love her. She's just amazing. She does not hold back. And I think that's so awesome. And then I didn't watch any of them afterwards. And now they have um, Matt James, the first black bachelor. Right. So I watched it because I was like, oh, like, you know, that's awesome. It's been a shit show of a season. Because these women are like, there was some meat, total mean girls. And there was this one who, I won't say her name because she does not need any more publicity. But if you see, if you've watched The Bachelor, you know who I'm talking about. She refers to herself as a queen. And her name, she's like, because there, so-and-so was a queen and I'm a queen. She was total mean girl. This Puerto Rican, like a literal beauty queen comes in. She was Miss Puerto Rico. Comes in. And she tries to reach for her crap. I am so surprised that girl, that Puerto Rican woman, did not slap her hand and said, touch me and I will fucking knock you off your feet. Because I'm telling you, if somebody would have done that to me, I know she was trying to like be her beauty queen self. I would have knocked her hand over and said, touch me again. I'm going to knock you out, bitch. Like, And that part would have just come out of me. I wouldn't have been like trying to say, but dude, excuse me. Who are you to be grabbing something off of my... No. No, no, no. You need to sit down. Shut the fuck up. Do not come near me. Do not. You come near me. I come after you. That's it. It's just common courtesy. People are like, isn't this, aren't you supposed to be talking about podcasting? (laughs) These are life lessons on chatting over chowder. (laughs) I mean, wait, I haven't even tasted my chowder. So, okay. Yes. Taste the chowder. So you got the chicken poblano. I did. And because your podcast is wine and cheese mate, I want to know what wine you would pair with that chowder. Okay. So I actually was trying to figure it out because I wanted to have wine with this. Oh my gosh, this is really good. It's really good, right? This is super good. I didn't realize like what a big container it was going to come in. And I'm really excited that it did come in a big container now. Because did you get the my, rolls? I didn't heat the rolls because I was getting my curls on point before. <laughs> that was, but I will. Yes. This is like, you know what? Oh my gosh. I'm going to take another bite because this is so good. Doesn't it taste like happiness? I'm so glad I chose this. I'm so glad that you love it so much because we want people on chatting over chowder to have a whole experience. So it's not just oh like, gosh. hey, let's pop on a podcast and chat. Like we want to I love get it, on you. I want, uh, yeah, I want people to, not everybody drinks wine because I want to respect people's boundaries. If they're working, if it's in the middle of the day or some people just don't drink. I want to respect people's boundaries in regards to that. So when I send them like an email beforehand confirming you know, just saying these are the things and you're more than welcome to partake in the wine drinking. I always drink wine, obviously. But I was checking to see what I could pair with this. And because I was like, what would pair with that? And then like because it was the morning, I was like, well, maybe I could do a sparkling wine. But a sparkling wine would not work well with this. So probably and because and it's it's. It's because it has so many layers, right? That's the challenge because it has a little bit of spice to it. So anything spicy would normally want to have like a rosé to help 
far down the spice. Um, maybe even a Riesling that would help. I don't know. Maybe a Chardonnay would go good with that, like an oaky Chardonnay. Because it has the um, creaminess too. Yeah. Chicken. Yeah. But I think that's probably what I would have done. But it was since it was nine o'clock, I didn't want to open a brand new bottle of Chardonnay. Good morning. Actually, it was eight it's o'clock. Char- it's Chardonnay o'clock. It's Chardonnay, Chardonnay o'clock. o'clock. <laughs> yes. I think this is the first podcast that I've been on that I'm not drinking wine. Yeah. So privileged. Yeah. <laughs> But you did get me with a chowder and it's so good. You guys, seriously. First of all, thank you so much for like how that presentation is amazing. And, you know, getting this box and opening it up and it's literally you're opening up like happiness because it's yellow and it makes you feel good. And you open it up and it has a like a note from you guys, a ladle and biscuits and this you know, big thing of, oh my gosh, it was just the presentation. So literally it was making me like so excited for the day because it hasn't happened yet, but it's making me so excited for the day where I will be able to send a bottle of wine to my guests and the same wine that I'm drinking so we can experience that together because right now we're drinking different wines, but I am so excited because I know that day is right around the corner where I will be able to have my sponsor say, okay, send me this wine and you're going to this, my guest is going to be this for, for that. Send that them the wine as well. And we'll be able to share that experience together. So it just made me so happy seeing that and giving me the, like just the aspiration to have that as well in a different way. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. And that and that is like our goal. We're we're so intrigued and excited about our guests and what they have brought to the podcasting community. And you know, we say it's just chatting over chowder, but our podcast is so much more than that. It's introducing women to other women who are not only in the podcasting realm because they have their own podcast like you. But also showing women that there are a lot of women, a lot of minority women who are behind the scenes, who are doing the editing, who are doing the cover art, who are like, you do everything for your podcast, who are doing it all. And it just introduces other voices and other perspectives because I feel like males edit very differently. Males create cover art very differently. Males create show notes very differently. And having that woman's essence allows people who are interested in the podcasting world to know you can do it, you can thrive, you can be very successful, and here are people that you can follow for inspiration. So that's why, you know, people like you, we choose single-handedly and we reach out to to be a guest on our show. So the soup is just a representation of all that you encompass and to say thank you for not only being on the show, but being part of the podcasting industry. Oh my gosh, that is so sweet. Seriously, that is so amazing and so sweet. Thank you so much. I'm super excited. When you asked me to be a guest, I was super excited because I just love your energy, right? That's obviously what we were attracted like on Instagram. I don't even know how, were we in a group or something? I don't, how did we even find each other on Instagram? So I stalk 
Instagram and social media to see if there are podcasts that I'm not listening to that I should be listening to. And that's how I found you. (laughs) I love it. That's the kind of stalker I like. Yeah. So those are how that's how I find new podcasts to listen to. So one of the podcasts that you recommended that you listen to is, of course, the one in Cheese May. And we've talked about that because it's just amazing. And we will absolutely put that in our show notes to link up so that people can listen to. But you also recommended Sex with Emily. Oh, yeah. Have you girl. It? Girl. I had no idea that Sex with Emily existed. Subscribed. Oh, my gosh. Sex with Emily. Okay. When I started listening to podcasts, before I even realized I was going to do a podcast or anything and I was listening to them, I can't, I don't even, somebody, oh, I think I know what it was. I had connected with somebody who had moved. She was in radio and she was moving to LA. And so we had connected because I have friends in radio and we had mutual friends. So we connected and she was at the time, one of the producers, she like ended up working with sex with Emily. She's like, have you listened to this podcast? And I was like, no. So she sent me the link and I listened to it and I was like, this is amazing. And I, when I tell you, like, she literally talks about everything. She talks about threesomes. She talks about sex toys. She talks about like everything with unabashedly. And that is what I absolutely love. We don't get that in our community, right? We don't get that. There is um, another one called Sex and Spanglish with Anna, who I'm going to have on, on and, and she's Latina. so. We're going to have that conversation. I've had one with, you know, another girl. She's out. She lives in Indiana. Her name's Yael uh, Rosenstock Gonzalez. She's Puerto Rican and like Jewish. (laughs) And she's a sexologist. So we've talked about certain things, but it was more, I feel like it was very much more on like the education level, more of a, like a collegiate type of level. So I can't wait to talk to Anna and have, I want to have like, Let's that the name of that episode I already know is going to be let's talk about sex because it's so important within communities of color. We don't talk about that. We don't share that. The most we ever talked about it was my mom would kind of say like, don't let guys in your pants type of thing. My Thea Maggie would tell me to tell all of the girls, put a quarter between your legs and don't let it fall out. Like that was her. <laughs> that was what she would say to all of us. Right. But otherwise, we never had like real conversations about sex and sexuality and what that is. And sex with Emily, she just talks, like I said, completely unabashedly about all of those things. And for some people who've never heard it can be like, oh, my gosh. But for me, it felt so liberating to listen to these conversations. And this is another why, a reason why I love our podcast so much because I get introduced and, and my listeners get introduced to new podcasts that I never would have found. And Sex with Emily is absolutely one of them. I was listening to it and pre- preparing for our interview and I was like, oh, this is so good. It was so good that I had my son move upstairs so that he could do his schoolwork so that I could listen to it without him hearing the conversations that were that were going on. Yeah, because they're very adult conversations. Yes, they're, they're, but they adult. need to be. And yes. I love that she's talking to people who, and she's responding to their sex inquiries as a girlfriend who has an expertise. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
So it's not all educational. It's, and then she really dives into the, the episode that I listened to. It was three friends and they were talking about their, their sexual experiences and why they were kind of like hung up on a particular person who wasn't ready to get into a relationship and what that kind of meant. And she looked so much deeper into what she was saying instead of the words. Yeah. She looked, she looked a little deeper and was like, okay. But you're saying you yeah, want this. she has like a true education. So yes, she just is so good at laying it out. Like you said, like a girlfriend who has the expertise. She, yeah. Thank you so much for a, a girl. I'm going to be like, <laughs> my husband's going to come. He's going to be like, what you do today? I'm like, I listen to sex with Emily. <laughs> Get upstairs. <laughs> Let's do the damn This is thing. what I heard. And I'm going to try it out. <laughs> the kids are at my mommy's. <laughs> And then I'll fall Seriously, asleep on the couch. Like, you're like, oh my gosh, I need to try this. Right? Yes. You're like, I've never tried this before. How did I never even think of that? Yes. And her voice. And I think I'm pretty like sexually liberated. I have no, you know, I've like, girl, we can't talk about sex because I can tell you some stuff. <laughs> yeah. But but then you hear this and you're like, I never even thought of that. Yes. I, um, I loved everything about it. Thank you. <laughs> and her voice is just so like calming and fun and yes. Oh, yes, Jessica. You know what you do when you when you type that in that email to me? Because I was like, what's this? And then I listened to it. I was I'm like, oh. so glad you listened to it. We are going to have to have a wine and sex with Emily like live Instagram live. One oh my day. gosh, we totally need to. Because everybody needs to see our facial expressions and our responses to, to her commentary. Or us just taking notes. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it is, it's really good. So if you are over 18, <laughs> then over 21, because you can't, yeah, you probably wine. should. Yeah. Yeah. You probably should be over 21 if you're 18, but she does like for people who are still kind of figuring those things out. She really has some good advice for people who are just even diving into their sexuality. So pick and choose what episode is right for you i could totally binge them and just listen to one after another after another after another and still always learn feel like i'm learning something it's definitely are you ready for it an addictive show <laughs> <laughs> so before we go i need to ask you bisque please where can everybody find you you can find me in san diego in my apartment <laughs> Don't stalk Jessica. Don't stalk me. Don't stalk me. I'm kidding. You can't Don't find me there. there. She's not at San Diego. She's in. I just said that. I just said that because I want to keep you off track. Um, no, the Wine and Cheese My podcast can be found pretty much where anything is found. I'm still waiting to be approved. Why does Pandora take so long? Like Apple, you can get on it in three days, but Pandora takes like six months. It's crazy. And is anybody feel like really listening to Pandora anymore? I think my mom. <laughs> She's the only one I know listens to Pandora. Then you need to get on there. <laughs> Mama needs to hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart. I mean, I'm, I'm on iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Stitcher. All of those, um, and a Pandora apparently sometime soon, sometime in 2021. But you know, if you have access to any of those other things, 
Um, you can also go to my website, which is the wine and cheese podcast.com. There you will find, you can, you know, find episodes. If you want to be, apply to be a guest, you can apply directly from there. The wines that we drink. I've also included a link to an article that has like 100 um, black winemakers. So I want to make sure we feature those as well. And then I just created a list of the um, Latino owned wine brands in the United, based out of the United States. So that is on there as well. We also have um, monthly virtual wine tastings. Our virtual wine tastings focus very much on the um, Latino owned wine brands. So if you want to try those out, please like go to the website, check it out. We're, they're usually the last Wednesday of every month. And the reason we chose Wednesday is wine and cheese my Wednesday, first of all, but it felt like people wanted a break in the middle of the week. They just needed like a, something. And I was taking polls and Friday, people don't want to do anything at all. Saturday, they're kind of all over the place. So apparently Wednesday seems to work for people which I love. For me, that's awesome. And, and we just have, we just dropped merchandise. I have merch now. Yeah. Love your merch. Your merch, your logo and your design and your merch is. Beautiful. I'm wearing one of my shirts right now. I love it. Even, even Charlene, who's a, who's a graphic designer, like trained, educated graphic designer. She's like, oh, her logo is perfect. My friend Pam, she's a graphic designer. She's the one who created it and I get so many compliments on it. So I have to just like continually shout out Pam. From nice Classical work, Pam. Farm. Snaps for Pam. Oh my gosh. She did such an awesome job. And, uh, so yeah, we are, we have, there's only two things that are on pre-order, which are the wine glasses. So we're going to do pre-order until April 1st for those and this vegan leather wine totes which is i cannot wait to get it it's vegan leather black vegan leather leather it holds two bottles of wine it has two what it comes with two wine glasses already napkin little charcuterie board with a knife yeah all of that so yeah so we have shirts hoodies hats mugs all of those you know like maybe eventually we'll have other things but that's where we're starting right now but a year in, I mean, people are like, it's taken some people a lot more than a year. And we just celebrated the year anniversary of the Wine and Cheese podcast. And I'm super excited. Like, I can't wait to see where this goes and how it grows. And there's just no, like, for the first time, I just want to let people know, first of all, like, don't feel if you're in your late 20s, if you're in your 30s, or even if you're in your 40s, and you haven't found like, your purpose and what you think you're supposed to be doing, please don't give up. I felt like I was floundering for a long time and I'm good at what I do as far as like my nine to five. But when I found, when I started the podcast and really started finding my voice within that, because you can really tell, like you said, the transition, finding my voice within wine and starting like I try and at least drop one piece of knowledge every episode of about about wine if you haven't found your your passion and your purpose don't give up because i didn't find that until i was 42 years old girl and i found that within the podcast and i didn't know that was going to happen but i couldn't be more grateful there's no other way that i can honestly end this episode after what you just said <laughs> I could truly say I love you, Jessica. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love you too. I had so much fun. I've been on probably, oh God, I don't even know, probably close to 10 podcasts, uh, podcasts now. And I always have a good time. Everybody's always been, but this is probably the most I've laughed in, in one of those. It's so it's always amazing. I love it. Thank you for your time and your energy and your expertise and, and all that you are. You're a dream. Thank you so much. I've had so much fun. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye, Jess. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode was sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guests and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay, stay super. super.